Welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast, the show where we zoom in on the latest tech news, products, and trends. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe. And this is our bonus episode where we're covering the Samsung Galaxy Unpacked event, going over all the latest phones and devices from Samsung. Uh, yeah, it was a big event. I think we should just dive right into it. Yeah, this is their annual event they do every February. And this one was not as big as the last uh, event that they had in 2019. I would say that was the big one. They debuted the Samsung Fold, which obviously had some bumps before it actually came to market. And yeah, still some bumps in the road. Still isn't the best device out there, but that was, I think, their really big revolutionary one. They had the first 5G phone, the first folding phone, so that was a lot bigger. But this one, I think, was still uh, pretty significant, and obviously, we thought it was worthwhile enough to make a whole bonus episode. Oh, so. yeah. I'm, I'm really happy with what Samsung announced today. I think they had some really killer products. Uh, basically, to summarize, we looked at the Z Flip. We got the new Galaxy S20 lineup, uh, and then some Galaxy Buds Plus. So Wait, I, hold, hold on. First off, wasn't the previous phone the S10? Oh, you know what? So That's shouldn't right. this one now be the S11? Gabe, you bring up a good point. All the senior executives at Samsung, it turns out they skipped math class, couldn't figure out how to count. Uh, no, what Samsung did is they basically pitched this as they're starting a decade, they're leading the decade in tech or whatever, uh, and they basically just decided to name the phone after the year. It is 2020, so naturally we have the Galaxy S20, the S20+, Plus and the S20 well, but Ultra. The question is, will next year be 21, or I honestly are they going hope back so. to 11? I, you know, they can't go backwards at this point. They're committed. I, I, so would, not, I would not put it past You think them. they're going to, you know what? The 11. It's going to be lower number, so it's worse. They can't do that. They can't right? do that. People yeah. will think it's Well, worse. actually, the, the most revolutionary product I think we saw, personally, was the Galaxy Z Flip. That was the one that excited me. This is the phone that, unlike the, Z, uh, unlike the Galaxy Fold, which opens outwards, you know, kind of like a book. The Z Flip is basically like your Motorola Razor, old school, except for that whole inside, instead of having a keypad on the bottom, screen on the top, that whole inside of the phone is a one, you know, infinity screen. Yeah, it's a, basically an edge-to-edge -edge display. And yeah, let's talk about it. Gabe, what, what excited you about the Z Flip? This is the first product Samsung announced. I was really impressed. What, what got your attention here? Well, for me, I think this is the first form factor we've seen a folding screen implemented that really makes sense because it's when you flip it out to the full size, it's basically the screen size of your standard phone. I think it's like a 6.7 inch screen. So yeah, that's a nice screen size, not too, too big, but also not on your smaller end. But then when you fold it in half, you're saving space because it's like half the size and flip it into a pocket. You know, I know girls' pants always have like super small pockets or if they no have, pockets yeah, right? at all but if you even if you have those little half pockets you, this phone could actually fit in them or you know if you're putting it in a bag or just it's just smaller it makes a lot more sense i even actually was trying out i went to a best buy they actually had the galaxy fold i was trying it out and just getting my hands on it actually sold me so i hope they put this phone uh in stores with for people to try out because that really once you get your hands on it, once you start flipping it open seeing that it actually feels well designed you know that what was what sold factor. you about it like was it just having more screen real estate like what what about it did you really like it was uh for one it was the folding you know i'd heard a lot of bad things about the galaxy fold the screen in person felt pretty nice actually the folding mechanism didn't feel too like janky or anything so that was the main thing and then also the fact that having that extra screen real estate was kind of nice i wouldn't really see myself using it that much honestly 
but I guess if you're like a power phone user constantly doing like Excel spreadsheets on your phone, maybe it would be helpful. I would be more uh, probably likely to go with the Galaxy Z Flip though, because that's the same size as like my current iPhone, but it folds down to half the size. And it, I don't know, it's just kind of a cool product. Yeah, I, I like the form factor. I heard an interesting take though uh, from Marquez Brownlee here. Basically his, his stance, and this is an interesting opinion, is that the Z Flip, you're not really getting anything new in your pocket. You're basically taking your current smartphone experience and making it a little bit more portable, which is nice. It's like a, it's a plus, but you're not getting anything new. Whereas something like the Galaxy Fold, all of a sudden you're getting a whole new like seven inch phone screen dimension, a totally new dimension that can you that can still fit in your pocket. Uh, so I guess with the Fold, you're getting something more new, more potentially versatile than the Flip. Uh, but personally, I actually like the Z Flip. I think it's something that I could see myself using. Uh, and this actually was a really interesting device because the, it had multiple screens on it too. Yeah, it has the you know your main screen in the center uh, that opens up and is a, from top to bottom. But then on the I guess what is it the top front when you when you fold it close? Yeah, it's that, like the the bottom left of the the clamshell. It, yeah, it has this tiny little uh, like oval shaped display that. It's barely even, you can't really call it a display. It's just kind of a... It's like a button. Yeah. It's almost like a button. Like it's you the, can, the size of like a little, like a quarter of a smartwatch, right? It's really small. Basically, all it can do is put up your, you know, your if you have a call. It is touch sensitive though, right? Yeah, so you can answer and decline calls from it. You can see who's calling. You can actually use it to take selfies. Yeah, as so a, it is It is unlike like just a purely informational display. It is a full color display. It's, it's a full color display and it does have some use cases, but it's just so small, you might as well just flip that phone open yeah. anyway. But going back to what you were saying about how this is basically just, you know, your phone that you have now folded up. Yeah, I would kind of agree because if we're looking at the specs that it has, you know, it has a 10 megapixel selfie camera, a 12 megapixel ultra wide and regular 12 megapixel camera. So that's pretty standard specs for what you'd get. Uh, the only thing is you're paying $1,380 for this phone. That is uh, expensive. With, I, I will say 200, though, 256 gigabytes. So that's pretty decent storage, but there's no real options. It's one or done. Yeah, you know, there's no like, all right, let me go up to this amount of storage. It's just 256 gigabytes. Uh, that's the only model they're selling. You do get a choice between, what is it, Midnight Black or is it Magic Black, I think, uh, and a gold color, as well as a designer version by, I think it's Tom Brown, who I, I'd never heard of personally, but if you're into fashion, yeah, maybe you've heard of him. Uh, and this version basically just has, a, I, I'd say, like a red, white, and blue line down the center, which... That is basically it. Personally, I think it looks worse than really? the other versions. I like it a lot. But I, to each their own, look it up online and see what you think. I'd imagine this would also be more expensive. But yeah, I personally think, okay, the only difference that you're getting a new thing with this phone, with the Z Flip, other than the fact that it just folds and, oh, that's kind of cool. They actually made the fold unlike, you know, you'd think it like kind of with the Motorola Razor where it snaps out, right? So yeah, it's either, yeah, yeah. It's either zero or 60, right? You know, boom or boom. Uh, with this one, it's more like a laptop hinge, so you can have it at, you know, different angles. And the cool thing here is, say you're, you can set your phone down, you know, watch a YouTube video with it on half the display, or yeah. use it like a tripod, which I, this is my coolest thing, because I'm constantly trying to put my phone on things to balance it so I can take a picture or a time lapse. You can set your phone up like that, you know, have it half folded open, kind of so it's at a, uh, what's that, a right right angle it's, it's greater than a right angle or, it's or like a laptop any, it's your laptop any basically. any sort of degrees between like right angle and something 
else. And you can use it to take a selfie of you and your friends or set it up, you know, uh, looking out a window, possibly take a long like time lapse of the night or whatever. Yeah, I thought that was actually the most interesting way that it's, they used it's a this brilliant fold. design. And I also liked they learned a lot from their Galaxy Fold, improved the hinge mechanism added in fibers to help keep dust yeah, this, particles this out. This is really interesting, right? And because I know that was a big thing with the fold was stuff was getting in there and then messing up. That the would damage the mechanism. And Samsung went ahead, learned from the past, improved the design, and I love to see it. And I guess the other phone on the market right now is the Motorola Razor, the new Razor, basically the same design. Uh, so I imagine Samsung went with uh, another plastic folding screen here, right? I don't think they did. I think they learned and said, no, we're going to go with, uh, is it a glass they have here? That's or? right. It's glass. This is actually super surprising to me. And I I wish they spent more time on it. The lady in the presentation was like, we actually went with glass and you would expect it to be brittle, right? And to shatter anytime you folded it. Uh, but no, they, they figure out a way to make it so it can actually fold. But then they just didn't go into the process. Yeah. And they said it's rated for 200,000 folds. Which is I don't I can't put a timeline to that. How well, many? I mean, I well, let's just say you like if the, let's just say three hundred fifty six thousand. Say they did that amount, right? Okay, because that's the number of days in a year. Sure. And you had then that would give you a thousand folds a day. I I mean, unless you start fidgeting with it, which is very possible. Yeah, you're probably a th- looking it, at that would be a, a thousand folds a day would if they had three hundred fifty six thousand. So this is about a little less than half. I mean, that's still or a little, a couple little years. more than half. Good. I think that's so, pretty yeah, good. Let's say you do a hundred folds a day. It's it's just it's, outside it's a the good warranty of time. period. Yeah, right. Exactly. The, right, right when you need it most, you're the, like, the oh, fun. my warranty expired. Go to open it. <laughs> it cracks apart. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought this was a really compelling device. What what was interesting to me here is that Samsung promoted this as kind of a lifestyle. Like they said, it's for trendsetters, for trailblazers, people who want to stand out. The Z Flip is not packing actual genuinely useful features it's kind of like novelty items we'll see how people use it and experience it but it, it does have eight gigabytes of ram though so it's 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 packing it's pretty decently spec 64-bit uh, octa-core processor and like i said 256 gigabytes of storage but for 1380 dollars, yeah it's still like the galaxy fold it's the type of thing you're buying and paying that extra because it is the bleeding edge of tech it's the newest thing it's trendy it's because you're a tech enthusiast. You love it. Uh, yep. You wanna you wanna be that that person among your friends where you whip it out and everyone's like, oh whoa, what is that? And they check it out. It's also the first phone, the first folding phone with a hole punch camera. I thought that was kind of neat. That's I mean, there's not many folding phones, so I would not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not really much, but it, it, um, it's like saying yeah, it's like you know coming up with some strange category of new thing and then saying and we're the first one to do this, but. I will say that the uh, Z Flip is actually cheaper than the Moto, the Motorola Razor. The Motorola Razor is coming in at one thousand four hundred ninety-nine dollars, and the Razor is on Verizon only. Whereas the Z Flip compatible with all networks. So I think that's a big win, uh, a big plus for the for the Z Flip, and for anyone interested in getting it, it should work on your carrier of choice. Yeah, I, I definitely. It'll be interesting to see. Like I said about the Galaxy Fold earlier. The big selling point for me was actually going into the store at Best Buy and trying it out. So I hope they get this, uh, you know, in Best Buys and whatever carriers are going to be carrying it. Uh, so people can actually get their hands on this, you know, device that not many people are probably going to buy. Um, and also, you know, it's not really common to see a folding phone. So 
like I said, yeah, go and try it out. But let's move on to the S20. Uh, they're not just one version of this phone, too. There's three versions now. We're getting yeah, right. Gabe, we saw the S20, the S20 Plus, and the S20 Ultra. And the biggest difference between these phones, first, 5G. Not all 5G is created equal, as it turns out. The S20 is only getting low-band 5G. This is primarily what T-Mobile is using right now but it will be available on other networks soon. Whereas the S20 Plus and Ultra got the full 5G spectrum. And the biggest difference is the camera. Well, I think biggest difference is size. You think so? I mean, I... It's in the name of the of Galaxy S20, smaller one. Okay. It's only a 6.2 inch screen. The S20 Plus is a 6.7 inch screen. And then the S20 Ultra is even bigger. It's the 6.9 inch screen. These are huge devices. Do you like using a huge phone? I mean, I'm 6'5", so yes, I you know. But for someone who's the average height, what like 5'8 or something, and you know, regular sized hands, a uh, big phone I know can definitely be hard to manage, especially like getting to the top of the screen and grabbing one of those app icons or it's, whatever. It's a usability challenge for sure. But I don't know. I think I think the big difference was the camera, right? Because basically, the S20 and S20 Plus. They all got a three times hybrid optical zoom sensor and 30 times space zoom, which basically amazing zoom quality on these cameras. Why? Because they're now 64 megapixels. Huge amount of detail in that image. But the S20 Ultra, the premium top of the line phone, 108 megapixel sensor in there. You're looking to do some crazy things. I think they even showed off a 100 times space zoom, which was nuts. Yeah, I mean, it was not very good quality, honestly. Oh, it was garbage quality. It's using a lot of, you know, AI to like, all right, figure out, because we're digitally cropping, let's see if we can sharpen this up and do and, stuff like that. And try and hold your phone steady. Oh, yeah, right. While, like, you're going to be moving all over the place. Just even getting the thing in shot, you basically need a tripod if you're using that. Yeah, um, I'm I'm, I'm not really sold on uh, any, of, any digital zoom ever, really. But it does have uh, the what they're calling, I think, instead of a full, I think it's a folded lens design that basically allows it to have optical zoom without having, you know, your camera lens stick out like five inches from the back of the phone. It was really clever design. I almost want to say we saw OnePlus doing this, right? It was, I think it was uh, Huawei or it was a Xiaomi. Yeah. One of them uh, put in a 5X optical zoom that kind of folded it around the lens of you know like inside the phone and then flash it like directed it with a little tiny mirror onto the sensor it's it's a clever implementation to get higher quality photos on a smartphone without really needing uh to add that typical zoom in function that point and shoots have the other big yep. thing was 8k right like yeah, 8 8k video is here what it's it's the year of 8k video that was the one thing you know we had our last podcast episode we were talking about trends that we were going to see with smartphones I thought this pretty much checked off most of them. You know, you saw the 5G, you saw that big 108 megapixel uh, sensor that we said, oh, this is coming out, you know, because Sony released this new sensor. It's going to be in all the Android phones this year. You saw what I think the taller screens or at least bigger screens. You saw three cameras at least. And uh, also you saw that time of flight sensor on the back to be used for you know, like portrait mode but also some ar stuff right for depth sensing and that is only on the s20 plus yep. and the ultra the s20 it's i mean it's not really looking like a great feature-packed phone well it's, the but i was gonna say the only thing you we didn't predict was that 8k video 
Yeah, that, which, which is going to be on all the models, right? That caught me by surprise. How yeah. do you feel about that? Is this something you're looking forward to? Will you be shooting 8K on your I, phone? I all would of a say, for one, this is only 8K, 24 megapixels or 24 frames a second. So. I'm seeing 30 frames per second right now. Okay, well, we're going to have to. We're checking said, that. Well, we're not checking that. We're you're going to have to check that on your own listeners. So. Okay, I'm on phonearena.com. Okay, well, it's it's up for debate now. Uh, but what I would say is that. You know, 8K is great for if you film a video and then you want to take a frame out uh, and then you can still have a 33 megapixel. I thought image, that was amazing. Which is and awesome. You can basically freeze the image at any point. So if you're uh, they had an example, someone diving into a pool, you can choose the exact moment where they're contacting the water when the splash is the biggest and boom, use that screen grab as a still photo. The only thing the only thing I would say, though, is from experience, still photos always have greater dynamic range than video and better color because uh, video has to deal with compression, right? It's compressing from frame to frame, trying to optimize, oh, let's, let's you know, bin all this color over here. Let's compress that. Let's, you know, it's, it's losing a lot of information because it has to record so many frames per second. Whereas a still photo is like, take one photo, boom, we're good. Yeah, that's true. I will say, though, if you wanted more dynamic range, it shoots 4K HDR at up to 120 frames per second. Yeah, that, that is really impressive, I would say. I don't know how many people, A, need 4K content. Uh, or, like, you know, if you're shooting 1080p or 2.7K video, that's pretty good. I You know, the average person probably doesn't really need 4K, but I guess if you have, you know, the high-resolution screens that they're putting on these devices... Might as well shoot 4K at 120 frames a second. The big thing I think with these phones is, I mean, you give me your take, but I personally thought they were very expensive. Yeah, I was really surprised. I feel like Samsung's pulling an Apple here. Where... Wait, let's say how much they are. If our listeners don't know, they're the S20 starts at $999. S20 Plus is $1,200 or $1,199, or yeah, $1,199, and then the S20 Ultra is actually more expensive than the Z Flip. It's $1,399. That's the starting entry level, uh, which is 128 gigabytes of storage. And I think eight gigs of RAM on that one, or is that one? Those are. I think they're all 12 gigabytes of RAM. 12 gigs on that one? No, I think they start, yeah. So it's eight gigs of RAM starting for the S20 and S20 okay. Plus, and then the S20 Ultra, the $1,400 phone starts at 12 gigs of RAM. I mean, so they're definitely like impressively specced and they look on paper like amazing phones. They're they're laptops. Like that's laptop territory. Yeah, You're basically true. choosing to get either a laptop or a phone. Yeah. I mean, I, that's that's my take. That, is that what it is? That's what it's coming down to now in uh, 2020? It's wild. I mean, they're marketing it as the device that does everything. It's your video camera, your photo camera. It's... I guess it still works with Samsung DeX, although they didn't really talk about it, so it could potentially No, they be... didn't. They did actually showcase, though, that you can play Xbox games on it now, that thanks to a partnership with Microsoft. And that was another thing I was going to talk about. This whole event, uh, one defining thing I would say about it was partnerships. It was like every two seconds, they're like, and here's a partnership with dot, dot, dot. Yeah. I know they had something with Netflix. Netflix, Google, and Microsoft were the big ones. Yeah. Netflix, they're releasing basically exclusive behind-the-scenes content for Netflix originals. Google, they deeply integrated Google Duo, the voice-calling feature. It's basically like FaceTime for Android, cross-platform. I actually really like it. And Microsoft, as you mentioned, you can now play Xbox games on the S20. But, like, what? why are they trying to make this phone do so? Like... 
can we have a dedicated system do its thing really well? That's what I want. Like, get a game console to play games. You're gonna have a like a significantly better experience. Get a phone to like text people and check email or whatever, and then get a dedicated camera to actually take photos. Like, no, this is this is 2020. It's one device to rule them all. And and speaking, we were talking about the games. Uh, it will look better on this device, right? Because they went to the faster. I guess this was also another prediction we meant. Uh, we talked about last week uh, was the faster displays. It's a 120 hertz display now, and a 240 hertz fingerprint or what is finger touch, touch, touch response? That's what it is. Touch, touch sensitivity. Response. Yeah, I was really impressed by this. So the iPhone right now is a 60 hertz display with a 120 hertz touch response layer, and Samsung just upped the game completely. Uh, basically, as you mentioned, they doubled that, which is phenomenal. I think this is going to feel it's going to feel like one of the fastest, most responsive phones on the market just because of those two things. I I probably would agree. The only thing that I was a little surprised is that it's not variable in the sense that it can't go from anywhere between, you know, 120 hertz and 60 hertz. It's only 120 hertz or 60 hertz for the refresh rate on this phone. I think that's fine, though. I mean, basically, for using the UI, you want that blazing fast, buttery smooth experience. And then basically for literally anything else, you'd be fine at 60. So I, I'm OK with well, that. Well, it would be interesting to see, like, you know, kind of the, the new Apple Watch, the Apple Watch 5 that came out last fall, how that can go from, I think, like, what is it, 60 hertz down to like literally one hertz. Yeah, it can. To save battery life, which is I still think is the coolest thing because it right if you're, you know, using it, scrolling around, whatever. It can be refreshing at a fast rate, but then if you stop touching it for a while and it's just displaying the time, you know, that doesn't need to refresh every like 60 times a second or whatever. Right, right. And I feel like, Gabe, you were going to go into something. You wanted my opinion on something and then we got sidetracked by the prices. Do you remember what that was or were we just too deep down? No, I think we were, we were talking about, I was asking, did you think it was expensive? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, it's expensive. They, they, I said, I mentioned they pulled an apple here. What was interesting to me is they changed the starting price basically to 900 like it starts at a thousand and then they go up whereas apple started at they had their entry level they have phone one phone under at 699 the iphone 11 which is a phenomenal phone samsung i guess samsung basically did this with their s10 like that's their new sort of entry level more budget line phone the, like, the samsung uh what is it the samsung s10 5g that could is that even I hope that's still available. I think that, that is still available. I think that's now isn't it eight hundred ninety nine dollars? It might be. You're gonna have to check the prices on that. Uh, but that was actually no. I'm seeing the S10 Plus from eight forty nine. So it maybe the the five G is eight ninety nine or around that ballpark price. Uh, but yeah, I think they kind of glossed over it. But that's that's my take. That basically the the last year's lineup which is still phenomenal. And I think Samsung knows it's still great. They just became sort of the more, it's not really budget starting at $600 still for the S10e, but sort of the more entry price point for consumers. What's interesting is they didn't release an S20e. Yeah, I, there's no button. Do you think that's going to come later? I mean, Samsung, I don't, I don't they think pump so, phones out like. into the market. I, it's Yeah, it's a little bit shocking that they are there. I guess their newest, like the newest model of phone they have the cheapest price you can get it for is $999. That's kind of kind of surprising because Apple, you know, with their iPhone 11, you can now get that for $750. Like, that's $250 more. And I guess the big difference here, I would say, is that all of the phones have 5G for Samsung. Yeah. Do you think that's a, a, like a big enough upgrade worth it to consumers to pay that premium price for? I think that's a hard ask. And, uh, you know, and maybe by the end of the year or by 
2021, but most consumers, I feel like, aren't going to, A, know that what 5G, like, if it's really useful or not, or B, have access to 5G often enough to make it worth it. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I actually think the big upgrade is in the camera. That's what Samsung is promoting here. Again, 64 megapixels, the 8K video. Uh, this, they, I, I thought it's interesting. They market it for creators. Like they have a bunch of uh, professional photographers and videographers come on stage and they basically make them use the phone. And they say, yeah, I can integrate it into my professional workflow. But literally the only time they're using a phone in their professional workflow is when they're filming the commercial. Like, yeah, that's it's, it. It's not. It's not like they're gonna. You know, they had Jimmy Chin, who uh, was the, of course the filmmaker behind Free Solo, and he was talking about, oh yeah, when I'm back in, uh, I think it was where was it Jackson Hole or someplace like that, skiing. Like I don't want to have to bring my film gear. I'm just gonna film uh, with my you know phone. Well, yeah, if he's out there, he'd you obviously not want to have his camera if he's not making something. But I think he also wouldn't be like taking like oh let's take the most artsy pictures or whatever. Or, oh, 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 I need 8K content. You know, he's just kind of like, let me take a picture with my family or, oh, let me get a cool shot. But, you know, I mean, maybe not. I guess I guess when I'm not creating something like for, you know, YouTube or like for like some job, I'm still, you know, trying to be artsy and still want it to be good content. I yeah, guess. like no one's going to show up to a professional photo or video shoot and like whip out their phone and be like, oh, yeah, we're doing it with our phone now. The people who want the shoot are going to be like, yeah, no, thank you. We don't want to make a Samsung ad right now, or no, we don't want to make an iPhone ad right now. That's that's my take. But maybe that's maybe that's the future, though. That uh, would be wild. And yeah, I mean, okay. So first off, one thing I just realized we forgot to mention though is when these devices will be available. I think the Z Flip is they're making it a Valentine's Day thing, right? This yeah, is yeah, available you, starting Friday. If you uh, get it for your is that Friday Valentine's Day? Yeah, yeah Friday's okay. Valentine's Day. If you get it for your partner, uh, they will flip out for sure. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And oh. so, Gabe, when are the S twenty, S twenty plus, and S twenty Ultra hitting the market? Those I think go on pre order uh, the twenty first, and then will actually hit the market March sixth. That's correct, and you can reserve your spot to pre order. Is that weird? Yeah, that's very weird. It's weird, uh, but you can do that if you. If that's like, like getting in line to line up for something. Yeah, yeah. I so the, there was one more thing though. What uh, was the one more thing? The one it, well, they didn't present it like a one more thing. Sorry, I shouldn't say it like ah, that. Ah, okay. I but think there I was another product that they released at this event, which not really that huge, I would say. Uh, actually, it's very small. <laughs> it is very small. It's very small. Fits in your pocket. But it's the Samsung Galaxy Buds Plus, which. They, I was hoping they would do like an AirPods Pro type thing and actually have noise cancellation in these headphones. Unfortunately, they don't. Basically, they just improve the sound quality by having a both a, a tweeter, like for the highs, and a bass speaker in these tiny, which is incredible in the tiny headphones, I guess. Uh, but, you know, other than that, the big thing is the fact that they have 11 hours of battery life on their own uh, and then add an extra 11 hours with the case. That's correct. And these are also coming out Valentine's Day starting at $149, I believe undercutting the AirPods, which, which I is, thought yeah, was, which that is, was interesting. Which is pretty affordable. And um, uh, to their credit, the case uses USB Type-C and it's, and it's wireless charging. And you can wirelessly charge it. Yep. So. Even on the back of the new S20 lineup because those all have reverse wireless charging. So still. I guess I mean I guess this is this everything else they were releasing today was super expensive. This was their one budget thing that they released. Yeah, like more affordable. Uh, I guess something that kind of went under the radar is that the S20 lineup officially dropped the headphone jack. 
Like last year with the S10 that had the headphone jack, it was gone in the note. And I guess that was the nail in the coffin. So it's, it's 2020 though. Yeah, it's gone. R- goodbye R- to RP our headphone our jack. Friend, yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, that was pretty much everything they actually presented. Overall, I thought the event was decent. It wasn't, like I said, as as full or as exciting as last year's event. But, you know, you can't, if you're a company, you can't have every year be like, this is the future. This is the, they were actually marketing it as this is the future. I felt it was a very sci-fi event. The way it was scripted and presented, the theater, the way the lights would glow, it felt very sci-fi to me. And one thing I don't think we've mentioned yet, but I thought was very impressive is the whole event was actually filmed on the S20 Ultra. So that kind of shows... That was, a, that was a bold move by them. That was a bold move, but it shows the quality of the camera and they're not afraid to use it for their own stuff. And it, it kind of shows like you, you kind of can actually use it for some situations and use cases. It, the thing I wonder was all those phones running like custom OSs so that they could export the video or, you know, send yeah, the video out via cables uh, to their switching board. And I, I imagine it was because I don't think they just had it open in the camera app and were mirroring the screen via like the USB cable or something, you know. Right. It, it was probably custom. And I also want to say that the lady handling the Z Flip was very cautious. That phone seemed super delicate. Uh, when she was handling it so i hope it is actually ready to go by friday yeah i was gonna say i I was gonna say i hope that's a prototype but yeah yeah, that phone's coming out in like three days did not inspire confidence in me but um yeah maybe she didn't want to get like fingerprints on it or something because it is a very reflective uh surface on the outside it should i mean that that could be but uh didn't inspire confidence i'm excited to see the z flip get in the hands of reviewers because then we'll have content to hold us over until the actual s20 lineup comes out of course we have some people who uh got it two weeks ago or whatever and they'll they'll have their early content but yeah i think that's just about it for the event i mean is there anything else you want to touch on anything else you want to mention uh i mean this will be uh this is kind of like preceding mobile world congress i know that's coming up in just over just over two weeks away now and so we'll see that there and then we'll see you know a bunch of new phones also coming out from other companies uh, and then right after is when that uh, the S20 is actually going to go on sale. I will want to uh, mention about Mobile World Congress, though. We have a lot of companies officially canceling their attendance. So AWS canceled, Asus canceled, Intel canceled, LG is gone, NVIDIA gone. Sony. Sony Amazon. and Vivo. Yeah, everyone's pulled out. So all just for fun, right? They're pulling. No, no it's, it's the it's the virus. That's because the coronavirus there uh, for the safety of their employees and their customers. They're deciding probably best to not I mean, travel. If you that's don't have to. definitely the better decision. Uh, I just wonder, like, how these phones will be released, if these companies will have their own. I know, I know Sony said they were going to actually uh, stream it on their YouTube channel. I hope so. I'm, I'm excited. I love phones. That's that's kind of my my niche. And uh, yeah, I think Samsung got a super strong keynote event today. Even if the phones are expensive, they are definitely impressive. And if you're in a market for a new phone, they could be great options to what consider. If, if you had to come up with a title for Samsung Unpacked 2020 on the spot, what would it be? Uh, sticker shock. Unpacking sticker shock in the future. That All right. I would go like 20 reason. No. Give me tw- tw- something about 20. You got to use 20, 2020. Yeah, like 2020 vision. So go like 
I you can see clearly now that these are too expensive. <laughs> okay, I like that. Our smartphones are now seeing 2020 with the camera improvements. Oh yeah, so like a better better picture than your eyes. Yeah, right. They, better than your eyes. Oh, okay. One thing I do want to say, even though these phones are expensive, Samsung actually has great trade-in values right now on their website if you are going to pre-order. And that's that's a very interesting strategy and could actually play into the prices that they're selling them for new versus what you can trade in for. Uh, so if you're interested in this device, just for fun, hit up the Samsung site, check it out, and um, you know see what the trade-in value of your current phone would be. It makes the the new phone uh, pretty affordable. I think you can get like six hundred dollars for an iPhone XS and around that for other popular phones as well. That's that's pretty much it, I think, though, for this episode. Just a little quick bonus episode. Uh, hopefully, if you uh, did watch the event, you know you can listen to us. Remember, hopefully we got everything right. Fact right. check us. Uh, but if you didn't watch it, you know it's a good way to catch up on it. Maybe while driving home at the gym or whatever. Right, absolutely. And be sure to follow us at Pinch to Zoom Pod on Twitter, Pinch to Zoom Podcast on Instagram. We have a website now, Pinch to Zoom Podcast dot com, where you can check out all the latest updates there. There are no updates there. I so. mean, it, it posts the latest episode, so you can always see does what's it do new. that. Yep, it does. It's oh, embedded in the site. I, I I'm gonna ask all our listeners to go check, please, because I am not aware of this. So and please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy it. Apple Podcasts is the primary spot where reviews of podcasts are displayed and really helps people uh, decide what they want to listen to. So we would greatly appreciate it. It really does help support the podcast. And yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe. And we look forward to talking to you uh, in the next one. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, This is going to be such a good episode. Wait, who are you? I'm Gabe. Who are you? I'm having an identity crisis right now. That's right. I knew you were. Wait, you don't even know who you are? Guys, the brainwashing's working. Is this beta one or two? We should get on this. Let's flip the script. It's the Galaxy Z Flip. Boom. Are we recording right now? We actually, I started recording for the last half of that. (laughs)